Section 20 of The Great Events by Famous Historians, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Great Events by Famous Historians, Volume 3. Edited by Charles F. Horn, Rossiter Johnson, and John Root. The Great Jewish Revolt, Siege, and Destruction of Jerusalem, A.D. 70, by Josephus, Part 6. On the same day it was that the sons and brethren of Izates the king, together with many others of the eminent men of the populace, got together there, and besought Caesar to give them his right hand for their security. Upon which, though he was very angry at all that were now remaining, yet did he not lay aside his old moderation, but received these men. At that time, indeed, he kept them all in custody, but still bound the king's sons and kinsmen, and led them with him to Rome, in order to make them hostages for their country's fidelity to the Romans. And now the seditious rushed into the royal palace, into which many had put their effects, because it was so strong, and drove the Romans away from it. They also slew all the people that had crowded into it, who were in number about 8,400, and plundered them of what they had. On the next day the Romans drove the robbers out of the lower city, and set all on fire as far as Siloam. These soldiers were indeed glad to see the city destroyed, but they missed the plunder, because the seditious had carried off all their effects, and were retired into the upper city, for they did not yet at all repent of the mischiefs they had done, but were insolent, as if they had done well. For, as they saw the city on fire, they appeared cheerful, and put on joyful countenances, in expectation, as they said, of death to end their miseries. Accordingly, as the people were now slain, the holy house was burned down, and the city was on fire. There was nothing further left for the enemy to do. Yet did not Josephus grow weary, even in this utmost extremity, to beg of them to spare what was left of the city. He spake largely to them about their barbarity and impiety, and gave them his advice in order to their escape, though he gained nothing thereby more than to be laughed at by them and as they could not think of surrendering themselves up because of the oath they had taken nor were strong enough to fight with the romans any longer upon the square as being surrounded on all sides and a kind of prisoners already yet were they so accustomed to kill people that they could not restrain their right hands from acting accordingly so they dispersed themselves before the city and laid themselves in ambush among its ruins to catch those that attempted to desert to the Romans. Accordingly, many such deserters were caught by them, and were all slain, for these were too weak, by reason of their want of food, to fly away from them, so their dead bodies were thrown to the dogs. Now every other sort of death was thought more tolerable than the famine, insomuch that, though the Jews despaired now of mercy, yet would they fly to the Romans, and would themselves, even of their own accord, fall among the murderous rebels also. Nor was there any place in the city that had no dead bodies in it, 
but what was entirely covered with those that were killed either by the famine or the rebellion and all was full of the dead bodies of such as had perished either by that sedition or by the famine so now the last hope which supported the tyrants and that crew of robbers who were with them was in the caves and caverns underground whither if they could once fly they did not expect to be searched for but endeavoured that after the whole city should be destroyed and the romans gone away they might come out again and escape from them this was no better than a dream of theirs for they were not able to lie hid either from god or from the romans however they depended on these underground subterfuges and set more places on fire than did the romans themselves and those that fled out of their houses thus set on fire into the ditches they killed without mercy and pillaged them also and if they discovered food belonging to any one they seized upon it and swallowed it down together with their blood also nay they were now come to fight one with another about their plunder and i cannot but think that had not their destruction prevented it their barbarity would have made them taste of even the dead bodies themselves now when caesar perceived that the upper city was so steep that it could not possibly be taken without raising banks against it he distributed the several parts of that work among his army and this on the twentieth day of the month Luz, ab it was at this time that the commanders of the idumeans got together privately and took counsel about surrendering up themselves to the romans accordingly they sent five men to titus and entreated him to give them his right hand for their security so titus thinking that the tyrants would yield if the idumeans upon whom a great part of the war depended were once withdrawn from them after some reluctancy and delay complied with them and gave them security for their lives and sent the five men back but as these idumeans were preparing to march out simon perceived it and immediately slew the five men that had gone to titus and took their commanders and put them in prison of whom the most eminent was jacob the son of sosas but as for the multitude of the idumeans who did not at all know what to do now their commanders were taken from them he had them watched and secured the walls by a more numerous garrison yet could not that garrison resist those that were deserting for although a great number of them were slain yet were the deserters many more in number these were all received by the romans because titus himself grew negligent as to his former orders for killing them and because the very soldiers grew weary of killing them and because they hoped to get some money by sparing them for they left only the populace and sold the rest of the multitude with their wives and children and every one of them at a very low price and that because such as were sold were very many and the buyers were few and although titus had made proclamation beforehand that no deserter should come alone by himself that so they might bring out their families with them yet did he receive such as these also 
however he set over them such as were to distinguish some from others in order to see if any of them deserved to be punished and indeed the number of those that were sold was immense but of the populace above forty thousand were saved whom caesar let go whither every one of them pleased but now at this time it was that one of the priests the son of thebuthus whose name was jesus upon his having security given him by the oath of caesar that he should be preserved upon condition that he should deliver to him certain of the precious things that had been deposited in the temple came out of it and delivered him from the wall of the holy house two candlesticks like to those that lay in the holy house with tables and cisterns and vials all made of solid gold and very heavy he also delivered to him the veils and the garments with the precious stones and a great number of other precious vessels that belonged to their sacred worship the treasurer of the temple also whose name was phineas was seized on and showed titus the coats and girdles of the priests with a great quantity of purple and scarlet which were there deposited for the uses of the veil as also a great deal of cinnamon and cassia with a large quantity of other sweet spices which used to be mixed together and offered as incense to god every day a great many other treasures were also delivered to him with sacred ornaments of the temple not a few which things thus delivered to titus obtained of him for this man the same pardon that he had allowed to such as deserted of their own accord and now were the banks finished on the seventh day of the month gorpius elul in eighteen days time when the romans brought their machines against the wall but for the seditious some of them as despairing of saving the city retired from the wall to the citadel others of them went down into the subterranean vaults though still a great many of them defended themselves against those that brought the engines for the battery yet did the romans overcome them by their number and by their strength and what was the principal thing of all by going cheerfully about their work while the jews were quite dejected and become weak now as soon as a part of the wall was battered down and certain of the towers yielded to the impression of the battering rams those that opposed themselves fled away and such a terror fell upon the tyrants as was much greater than the occasion required for before the enemy got over the breach they were quite stunned and were immediately for flying away and now one might see these men who had hitherto been so insolent and arrogant in their wicked practices to be cast down and to tremble insomuch that it would pity one's heart to observe the change that was made in those vile persons accordingly they ran with great violence upon the roman wall that encompassed them in order to force away those that guarded it and to break through it and get away but when they saw that those who had formerly been faithful to them had gone away as indeed they were fled whithersoever the great distress they were in persuaded them to flee as also when those that came running before the rest told them that the western wall was entirely overthrown while others said the romans were gotten in and others that they were near and looking out for them 
which were only the dictates of their fear, which imposed upon their sight, they fell upon their face and greatly lamented their own mad conduct, and their nerves were so terribly loosed that they could not flee away. And here one may chiefly reflect on the power of God exercised upon these wicked wretches, and on the good fortune of the Romans, for these tyrants did now wholly deprive themselves of the security they had in their own power, and came down from those very towers of their own accord, wherein they could have never been taken by force, nor indeed by any other way than by famine and thus did the romans when they had taken such great pains about weaker walls get by good fortune what they could never have gotten by their engines for three of these towers were too strong for all mechanical engines whatsoever so they now left these towers of themselves or rather they were ejected out of them by god himself and fled immediately to that valley which was under siloam where they again recovered themselves out of the dread they were in for a while, and ran violently against that part of the Roman wall which lay on that side. But as their courage was too much depressed to make their attacks with sufficient force, and their power was now broken with fear and affliction, they were repulsed by the guards, and, dispersing themselves at distances from each other, went down into the subterranean caverns. So the Romans, being now become masters of the walls, they both placed their ensigns upon the towers, and made joyful acclamations for the victory they had gained, as having found the end of this war much lighter than its beginning. For when they had gotten upon the last wall, without any bloodshed, they could hardly believe what they found to be true. But seeing nobody to oppose them they stood in doubt what such an unusual solitude could mean but when they went in numbers into the lanes of the city with their swords drawn they slew those whom they overtook without mercy and set fire to the houses whither the jews were fled and burned every soul in them and laid waste a great many of the rest and when they were come to the houses to plunder them they found in them entire families of dead men, and the upper rooms full of corpses, that is, of such as died by the famine. They stood in horror at this sight, and went out without touching anything. Although they had this commiseration for such as were destroyed in that manner, yet had they not the same for those that were still alive, but they ran every one through whom they met and obstructed the very lanes with their dead bodies, and made the whole city run with blood, to such a degree, indeed, that the fire of many of the houses was quenched with these men's blood. And truly so it happened, that though the slayers left off at the evening, yet did the fire greatly prevail in the night, and as all was burning, came that eighth day of the month Gorpeus, Elul, upon Jerusalem, a city that had been liable to so many miseries during this siege that had it always enjoyed as much happiness from its first foundation it would certainly have been the envy of the world nor did it on any other account so much deserve these sore misfortunes as by producing such a generation of men as were the occasion of this its overthrow
now when titus was come into this upper city he admired not only some other places of strength in it but particularly those strong towers which the tyrants in their mad conduct had relinquished for when he saw their solid altitude and the largeness of their several stones and the exactness of their joints as also how great was their breadth and how extensive their length he expressed himself after the manner following quote, we have certainly had god for our assistant in this war and it was no other than god who ejected the jews out of these fortifications for what could the hands of men or any machines do toward overthrowing these towers at which time he had many such discourses to his friends he also let such go free as had been bound by the tyrants and were left in the prisons to conclude when he entirely demolished the rest of the city and overthrew its walls he left these towers as a monument of his good fortune which had proved his auxiliaries and enabled him to take what could not otherwise have been taken by him and now since his soldiers were already quite tired with killing men and yet there appeared to be a vast multitude still remaining alive caesar gave orders that they should kill none but those that were in arms and opposed them but should take the rest alive but together with those whom they had orders to slay they slew the aged and the infirm but for those that were in their flourishing age and who might be useful to them they drove them together into the temple and shut them up within the walls of the court of the women over which caesar set one of his freedmen as also fronto one of his own friends which last was to determine every one's fate according to his merits so this fronto slew all those that had been seditious and robbers who were impeached one by another but of the young men he chose out the tallest and most beautiful and reserved them for the triumph and as for the rest of the multitude that were above seventeen years old he put them into bonds and sent them to the egyptian mines titus also sent a great number into the provinces as a present to them that they might be destroyed upon their theatres by the sword and by the wild beasts but those that were under seventeen years of age were sold for slaves now during the days wherein fronto was distinguishing these men there perished for want of food eleven thousand some of whom did not taste any food through the hatred their guards bore to them and others would not take in any when it was given them the multitude also was so very great that they were in want even of corn for their sustenance now the number of those that were carried captive during this whole war was collected to be ninety-seven thousand as was the number of those that perished during the whole siege eleven hundred thousand the greater part of whom was indeed of the same nation with the citizens of jerusalem but not belonging to the city itself they were come up from all the country to the feast of unleavened bread and were on a sudden shut up by an army which at the very first occasioned so great a straitness among them that there came a pestilential destruction upon them and soon afterward such a famine as destroyed them more suddenly 
that this city could contain so many people in it is manifest by that number of them which was taken under cestius who being desirous of informing nero of the power of the city who otherwise was disposed to contemn that nation entreated the high priests if the thing were possible to take the number of their whole multitude so these high priests upon the coming of that feast which is called the passover when they slay their sacrifices from the ninth hour till the eleventh but so that a company not less than ten belong to every sacrifice for it is not lawful for them to feast singly by themselves and many of them were twenty in a company found the number of sacrifices was two hundred and fifty six thousand five hundred which upon the allowance of no more than ten that feast together amounts to two millions seven hundred thousand and two hundred persons that were pure and holy for as to those that have the leprosy or the gonorrhea or women that have their monthly courses or such as are otherwise polluted it is not lawful for them to be partakers of this sacrifice nor indeed for any foreigners neither who come hither to worship now this vast multitude is indeed collected out of remote places but the entire nation was now shut up by fate as in prison and the roman army encompassed the city when it was crowded with inhabitants accordingly the multitude of those that therein perished exceeded all the destructions that either men or god ever brought upon the world for to speak only of what was publicly known the romans slew some of them some they carried captives and others they made a search for underground and when they found where they were they broke up the ground and slew all they met with there were also found slain there above two thousand persons partly by their own hands and partly by one another but chiefly destroyed by the famine but then the ill savour of the dead bodies was most offensive to those that lighted upon them insomuch that some were obliged to get away immediately while others were so greedy of gain that they would go in among the dead bodies that lay on heaps and tread upon them for a great deal of treasure was found in these caverns and the hope of gain made every way of getting it to be esteemed lawful many also of those that had been put in prison by the tyrants were now brought out for they did not leave off their barbarous cruelty at the very last yet did god avenge himself upon them both in a manner agreeable to justice as for john he wanted food together with his brethren in these caverns and begged that the romans would now give him their right hand for his security which he had often proudly rejected before but for simon he struggled hard with the distress he was in till he was forced to surrender himself so he was reserved for the triumph and to be then slain as was john condemned to perpetual imprisonment and now the romans set fire to the extreme parts of the city and burned them down and entirely demolished its walls and thus was jerusalem taken in the second year of the reign of vespasian on the eighth day of the month gorpeus elul it had been taken five times before though this was the second time of its desolation for shishak the king of egypt 
and after him Antiochus, and after him Pompey, and after them Socius and Herod took the city, but still preserved it. But before all these, the king of Babylon conquered it and made it desolate, one thousand four hundred and sixty-eight years and six months after it was built. But he who first built it was a potent man among the Canaanites, and is in our own tongue called Melchizedek, the righteous king, for such he really was, on which account he was there the first priest of God, and first built a temple there, and called the city Jerusalem, which was formerly called Salem. However, David, the king of the Jews, ejected the Canaanites, and settled his own people therein it was demolished entirely by the babylonians four hundred and seventy-seven years and six months after him and from king david who was the first of the jews who reigned therein to this destruction under titus were one thousand one hundred and seventy-nine years but from its first building till this last destruction were two thousand one hundred and seventy-seven years yet hath not its great antiquity nor its vast riches, nor the diffusion of its nation over all the habitable earth, nor the greatness of the veneration paid to it on a religious account, been sufficient to preserve it from being destroyed. And thus ended the siege of Jerusalem. End of section 20. Recording by Linda Johnson.